Welcome to Faith on the Front Line. Faith on the Front Line is a podcast series focused on providing insight into the real life stories faced by everyday people and the ways in which their faith helped them to overcome the life hurdles that they faced. In this series, we'll be talking about a host of subjects. These will range from coping with debt and the rising cost of living crisis, parenting young people in particular, given societal pressures, through to having an open and honest conversation about mental health or even dealing with death and loss. This six part series will talk about real life personal experiences with real life women who will share how their faith helped them through the battles. Our mission here at Faith on the Front Line is to share some of the personal stories of how others have overcome real challenges that many people still face today. And by having these conversations, we hope that you too can find faith in your battles. My name is Ola Rugbu. I'm a mother, a businesswoman, a mentor, and I've been through many of my own battles from facing my own mortality, having successfully gone through a treatment for cancer, through to going through a divorce and bringing up teenage children as a single parent. And I'm your host for Faith on the Frontline. During this episode, we will be talking about brave faith in spite of persecution. Every year, Christians around the world are being persecuted because of their belief. We will learn about one woman's faith journey and how she continued to practice her faith despite the risks and also share her stories about how she fought to fulfill God's promises for her life in spite of the challenges that she faced. I'm pleased to welcome Virginia Mahoney. Virginia is the founder of Arise and Shine Ministries. She is a missionary and runs training and guidance sessions through her ministry, teaching people how to change their circumstances through prayer. Welcome, Virginia. Before we start, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? My name is Virginia, and I'm originally from Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka is a beautiful small island you must have known. In the past, there was so much of problems was taking place in that nation. I was born there. I was a strong Catholic background, and I never believed in God. I believed in God, but I never knew that God can communicate with you, that God can listen to you, that God has time to talk to you. I never knew. So as a... Um, a religious person, I used to go to church and go uh, live my life. But at that time, the Lord touched me. It was uh, my changing point where he proved to me that he was a living God by doing some miracles. And that miracle shook my life and I became a Christian. The difference between a Catholic and a Christian is not changing the religion, but Christianity is a relationship mm. with the Almighty God where you can speak to him and that he listens and he answers you. That was the thing I learned and changed my life. That was a big turning point for me. 
No, thank you for that, Virginia. And that's really um, such an impactful um, realization, the fact that you can have that relationship with, with God um, and the fact that it was able, you know, because of that knowledge and that awareness, you know, it helped you and, as you say, transformed your life. So I, I would I would really like to um, just go a little bit deeper in terms of that relationship. And you talk about, you know, you experience real challenges as a follower of Jesus in your home country. So um, can you tell our listeners about what you experienced? Yes, when I became a Christian, a follower of Jesus, the first thing is my family, everybody stood against me. So I was rejected in so many places and I was being put into a place. People started to uh, uh, mock at me. So there was different names was given to me because I started to follow Jesus. But when I started to follow Jesus, I saw there's something different because everybody started to come against me. Because why was that? Because I came to know Jesus was the way and he was the truth. And I believed so strongly knowing that this is the way, this is the path. So I have to go through these challenges. So what happened was because the truth, what I believed in, I was strong in that because the Bible says that he shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. The thing what has happened is the truth, what I believed in made me strong. I believe that this is only going to change my life. This truth is going to give me freedom. Mm. So I was able to stand on that truth. Mm. So, and when, and Sri Lanka is a country of Buddhism is the religion in that nation. Mm. So preaching the gospel is very, very hard mm. because they see that you are changing, you are changing the religion. But the truth is we are not changing the religion. A religion can transform a person, mm. but the truth can transform a life. So when we started speaking about Jesus in that nation, people's life started to change. So when the change took place, they started to give their life to Jesus. No, that is that is wonderful, Virginia. So I would I would like to explore this a little bit more and unpack it. So you talked about when you gave your life to Jesus. So you were it sounded like you had a um, some kind of rejection from your community and then also experienced difficulties because Sri Lanka is a Buddhist country. So can you talk about some of the ex um, specific um, experiences or challenges that you faced because you had given your life to Jesus? So give us some examples about what what happened. So when, as a follower of Jesus, I was very hungry for Jesus at that time. So uh, during that time, Sri Lanka was going through a war time. Mm -hmm. So that so they had a lot of problems the government was facing. So at that time, I was on the road giving some leaflets mm -hmm. about Jesus. So what happened, one incident was because I was giving the leaflets of Jesus, they thought, I was a terrorist and giving leaflets to people mm. and they, they quickly, some people came and took me into the police station. So I have gone through a time like that because 
I believe that is the time God wants to touch people's life because in a war time, people have lost hope mm. and they wanted to find hope. So that was the time we wanted to share saying that there is hope. And when we preached the gospel, God started to do signs and wonders. Mm. And when Buddhist people started to see the miracles, and they started to give their lives to Jesus. So the whole Buddhist community stood against us. So they once they broke our van when we were traveling. So we have faced so many challenges and they used to shout and throw stones, huge stones into the churches and breaking the glasses, things like that. So thank thank you for that, Virginia. So given those circumstances, so you it sounds like you and your fellow believers were in very real danger. So what were the specific things that you had to do in order to continue continuing to practice your faith, given the fact that, you know, you were uh, facing some real challenges around being um being thrown into prison having stones thrown at you so were there any specific things that you did to make sure that you kept safe in order to continue practicing and did you have to change the way you practiced in order to ensure that you were safe and your um your colleagues were safe as the only safe place was dwelling under the wings of the almighty god that's what i learned because once incident when I took place in Sri Lanka there was a, for witness there was three people in a three-wheeler they called these three-wheelers I don't know whether you have seen it's a three wheels so we were sitting in a three-wheeler and we were going to a place after a service from the church mm. so those days there were barricades put so certain roads you cannot go so the driver we were in the vehicle, he went through a road and I told him, don't go through this road because the army checkpoint will be there. Mm. Then he said, no, no, when I came there, I didn't see any barriers. Mm. So he just went through the road because I said, okay, no barriers. And we went through half of the way, but actually to say there wasn't any barriers. Mm. So I thought, okay, and suddenly we went through and I heard a whistle noise mm. and I heard some saying, shoot shoot start shooting mm. and to see is there wasn't a barrier in the beginning but in the middle there was a barrier mm. and that was an army sort of place mm. so we didn't see anybody so we came into the middle and they started to shoot us and the bullets five bullets went through the three-wheeler and mm. nothing happened mm. and the army officer came running and he said to me one word, he said, I don't know which God you believe in, mm. that God saved five bodies today. Yeah. And that was the way I believed God can say. Only thing I learned is until God gives you permission, nothing will happen to you. Yeah. Because he holds your life and death is in his hand. Yeah, and there was another incident when I was in a bus. Mm. I heard a voice say, get down from the bus. Mm. Get down immediately. Mm. And I got down from the bus. And few miles, the bus blew. Mm. 
Oh my goodness. Yeah. And I learned one thing is the challenge, whatever you face. Yeah, of God is in charge mm. and that he holds you as the word says, I have crafted you in my palm mm. and those things made me strong mm. to know how God moves mm. when you trust with you, all your heart and that he is there for you yeah no that that is thank you for sharing that and you know for those people that do follow Jesus um in that particular instance you you heard that voice that you know that told you to get get off the bus um you know so how do you recognize that voice you know what is it you know is it is that something that everybody has access to or you know how does that become a reality a reality to come is you have to learn to recognize the voice. See, I'm talking to you today because this is the first time I'm speaking to you. If you give me a telephone call after a month, I will not able to recognize you because only once I heard you. But if you keep on speaking to me daily, I will get used to your voice and I will know oh, this is my friend. So when you speak to Jesus every day, when you communicate with him, when you spend time with him, you will become very familiar to the voice because the Bible clearly says, my sheep will hear my voice. You no need to do anything. Only thing, learn to spend time with him because the world is so busy. You have to. Put aside a little bit of side to spend with you. If you start keep on doing it, you will become familiar with that voice. You will not make anything because I have seen those that voice have protected me and made me way. Because when I was in Sri Lanka, the Lord told me I want you to go to UK as a missionary. So, and. I said, okay, Lord, and he said, leave everything, trust me, and go, okay, I, okay, I believe you, because I know God is speaking to me, and when I went to the uh, British embassy in Sri Lanka, mm. and they refused my visa, mm. and then you might say, oh, if God told you like that, you heard God saying to you, now you have been rejected, mm. So immediately you say, God told you and they rejected you. So what, is, what are you going to do? Is it God is a liar or went something wrong? Mm. So what happened? I went to God mm. and I said, okay, you are telling me to go to UK, mm. but the embassy has refused me. Mm. So who are you? Are you the most powerful God on earth? Mm. You are the great ambassador for every nation, nation belong. And I started to pray like that. Mm. When I was praying, I heard a voice saying, read Isaiah 14, mm. uh, 27. Mm. And I immediately I took the Bible and I, I didn't know what was there. Mm. And the verse was, the Lord of hosts has purposed this. Who can deny it? His mighty hand is stretched out. Who can divert it? Mm, yeah. So immediately I took that word mm. and I started to confess and I started to proclaim. Mm. 
And I said, Lord, if you tell me I am going, who can stop that? Mm. I have to take action in my faith. Mm. I have to arise, not what the embassy said, but what God said. Mm. And I started to confess it. Mm. And I heard Lord said, go back to the embassy. Take the money and go. Prepare yourself. Mm. And I took the money and I went. Mm. And they said, oh, you're already rejected. Mm. And I said, please, can you give me to face an interview? Mm. Then the Lord opened the door. Mm. And they said, okay, you can, but the money is not refunded back. There was a lot of money at that time. Yeah, cool. And I went for the interview. The Lord gave me the date on the 10th of March, you will be in United Kingdom. But everything was up happening against the date what God gave me. Mm-hmm. I have to believe what he said. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to take a faith. I, I told to book a, a, a flight even on that date. Everybody was laughing. They said, you are a fool because without the visa, you can't get a ticket even. But I said, no. And they said, there are no flights. Mm. But suddenly to see, I got a call saying that there's a flight was coming from Singapore to Sri Lanka, from Sri Lanka to UK. And I said, that's the flight. Right, yeah. And I got my visa on the 10th of March at 6.30. I landed at Heathrow United Kingdom. Wow, that's so incredible. So I I would be I would really love to understand. So even though so, you know, you had that voice, you know, where the Lord was talking to you saying, come to England. Was there ever a moment of doubt in your mind where you thought, really, this is a big step. I'm leaving my home to come to the UK. So just talk us through any emotions that you felt at that point when you when you heard that. I heard. Yeah, it's true, because. I'm coming totally for a different culture. You have to understand. And I don't have anybody in this country. I don't have, I had only people who really, I used to translate because I'm a translator. So the people who I used to, the foreigners who, when they come, I translate them. So I have to trust them and to come. But it was a big step for me. But sometimes I used to hear the voice, who's going to be there for you? How are you going to do things? Mm. That was those things you will come. But then I trusted the Lord because I believed in him. And I thought when God says, I will not leave you, I will neither forsake you, I will be with you. Mm. That word was sort of holding me. Mm. And when I came, I have to go through a lot of challenges. One point, the challenges was too much for me. The things I have to go back to Sri Lanka. As a, a failure, as a person who's been defeated, and I was very, very angry even with God. Because sometimes you will go through, things will not always be the same. And it was a, t- t- a point where I was very low. Because the voices started coming saying that, what happened to you? See, your, your God has left you. He, he's not with you. Mm. So there was a, a low point. But when I went home, mm. the day I landed, I heard this voice saying, you are going back. And I said, no, I'm not going back. I don't want to go. 
He said, I am going. As he said in Revelation 3, 7, the door what he opens, no man can shut. Mm. And the Lord brought me back because God knew I had a great plan in this nation. Mm. But I came in a supernatural way. He brought me and he fulfilled the word, the door what I open, no man can shut. So whoever is listening to this, you may go through a word where God has told something. You may go through an opposite direction. Mm. One thing, believe. All things work together for good. Those who love Christ Jesus. God will turn that into a supernatural thing. Mm. Trust him. Don't give up. I learned something. Don't give up. Mm. Because God is always the same yesterday today forever he never changes mm. circumstance can change but god never changed i learned that because of those situations i came to know him because you have to know him the bible so says that know him what is the word know him mm. it's not just you have to have a deeper relationship to know him mm. to an intimacy once you come to that place, you will see the mighty hand of God. Yeah, that, that is so, so good and so true. And it's really important to trust God and to know him and to stand on his word. So very, very powerful. So I, I would just like to go um, to another area. It's interesting that you you train people to change their circumstances through prayer. Why do you think this is important? Without prayer, you won't be able to stand. Mm. To stand firmly, you need the word of God mm. and prayer. Mm. See, Jesus even showed us, Jesus, so many times he was separated from his disciples. He went away. He was alone. Why? He was always connected with the Father. And he mm. said, I do not do anything mm. without what my father says only I do. So that is the key thing. It's important. Prayer is a weapon I have learned. Prayer can change things. Prayer is a powerful weapon Jesus has given. Praying with the word of God. The word of God is the sword. So prayer, taking the word of God and proclaiming it is a powerful prayer. That's mm -hmm. what something I'm teaching the people to decree and declare the word of God. Mm -hmm. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his words will never pass. And his words will never die mm -hmm. because his words are so powerful because it's not man's word. It's God's word. He spoke when Jesus, when God spoke, let there be light. There was light. So you have the same power in you. You can speak the word of God and that will manifest, that will change the situation. It will change the atmosphere because Jesus is in us. Mm -hmm. so see, and we release it. I see there's a big changing taking place in yeah. life. Yeah. 
no that is brilliant so you know changing the atmosphere because Jesus is with us and it would be really good to just dwell on that a little bit more by perhaps sharing ask you to share some of your other stories around you know changing the circumstances you know where God moved and change your circumstances because of your prayer my husband is an English British man <laughs> so the thing is when I came as a missionary the Lord said you will get married in this land so and I was praying to the Lord and one day my husband used to be a pastor of a church and I never have met this man at all in my life I have not dated him I have not gone out with him so I was cooking in my flat this was Christmas time and he was holding a Christmas program and he was uh, um, um, distributing leaflets about the Christmas program and then he came to my flat and I was cooking in the kitchen and he gave a leaflet to my friend who was staying with me, a Muslim friend, and said, please come to the Christmas service. And she said, wait, wait, we have a missionary in the house and I will go and call her. And she came and said, a pastor has come from the church. So because he's a pastor, I respect God's servant. So he was standing outside and I came and I just said, hello, nice to meet you, brother. And we shook hands. As I shook hands with him, I heard the anointing of God coming upon me and going through. And I heard the voice saying, this is your husband. This is the man you're going to get married. That was the first time I've seen him. I can't tell him that God said he might think I'm a nut because I don't know him at all. What did I do? I went to my closet and I started to pray. I said, Lord, now it's you do it the way you wanted to do it and it took eight months it was a long time <laughs> but I was in prayer and the Lord did it and the Lord one day told him she is your wife and we got married and we have got two grown-up teenagers now we are married for almost 19 years yes, and when I wanted to marry him mm. at that time people were marrying people to get the visa in the country I didn't want to do that because mm. I am a missionary who trusted the Lord and came to this land and I said to Lord I don't want to get married to him people will say because I want to stay in this country I got married God you have to give me the residency before my marriage Lord because you are powerful because I came trusting you mm. I want you to do it you know that God did it before I got married in May in March the Lord gave my residency and I got it by prayer I have seen things changing God can change anything to anyone who believes in him yeah so 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 true and I can see your your passion and your love for God and you know really believing and standing on on his words so I I would really be interested to understand you know in all of these circumstances even through the difficult points that you found yourself in did you actually resort to any support physical support you know from other people you know or or was it just a case of you always going and placing everything before God and just praying only by yourself. So just talk no, always you must have a people where you can share. Mm. 
I have prayer leaders where we are, I have some people where we pray together. The one thing I've learned is praying together is have to be in unity. That prayer is very powerful. So when you pray like that, I have seen the Lord giving us revelation, what is going to happen in the nation, what is going to take place. God has revealed things like that. I have seen before a disaster coming. God has told us this place is something is going to. We have prayed like that because the unity is so important coming together. So I have friends where when things go wrong, I just bring them together. We fast. And we start praying and asking guidance from the Lord. Sometimes when you are going through a difficulty, a situation, it's very difficult to stand alone. Yeah. You need a support. Mm. You need support. So you must have somebody you can trust. You can ring them. You can explain. And then they will stand with you. They will help with you. Because I know a prayer is so important. Sometimes when people are very low, they need somebody to help them, to yeah. stand with them, to help them to say, okay, I will hold your hand. Yeah, yeah, no, that is that is brilliant. And, you know, again, having people around you, having a community around you, having someone that can stand in prayer with you sounds like a really good advice. And I think, you know, it's really important that people don't just do this and go through things by themselves um i i would i would really like to just um just delve a little bit more and um, before we finish um so given your your experiences you know what advice would you like to share with our listeners and bear in mind that some of our listeners are not um christians um but they may be going through difficulties in their life so what advice would you like to share with with our listeners yeah, i would love to share whoever is listening to this podcast mm. that you are special mm. god created you beautifully mm. you are created in the image of god mm. and if someone loves you if somebody cheated in you you do not know what is the next step mm. but there's someone is waiting for you mm. he loves you and he values you mm. so no matter you have messed up, you have done everything wrong, everybody's putting you down, everybody's crushing you down, but I will have a good news for you, that Jesus loves you. No matter whatever the wrong you have done, no matter whatever messed up you have done, he's still waiting for you. Give it a try. Just call his name. Say, Jesus, if you really love me, please change my life. Jesus, show me that you are there for me. I 100% guarantee you, if you call his name, he will answer you. He's a God who communicates. He's a God who will answer your prayer. And I want to tell you, you are beloved by the most high God. And he values you more than anybody. And he's waiting for you. Open your heart and invite him and see what is going to happen in your life. Your life will be changed and there will be freedom. There will be joy, the joy what you were looking for. Mm. But when you call that Jesus, 
that he will fill you with the joy, the joy what he gives the world cannot give. Mm. What I've seen, mm. his joy is my strength. Mm. His joy will become your strength and your life will be totally turned and you will be shining for the Lord. That is beautiful, Virginia. Thank you so much. What a wonderful, wonderful, impactful experience that you shared. And as Virginia says, you know, give the Lord a try, no matter what you're going through, no matter what your circumstances are, give him a try and just call out to him and just watch him make a change in your life. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Faith on the Frontline today. Thank you to Virginia Mahoney, founder of the Arise and Shine Ministries. The soundtrack is by Jemin Radike. It's called Our God is Good. You can find her music on Spotify, YouTube and other digital channels. If you would like to access resources on any of the themes discussed during this podcast series, go to our website, which is www.faithotfl.com. That's www.faithotfl.com. Thank you for listening and we look forward to you joining us on our next podcast. Oh,